mobile phone companies could soon be set to erect much bigger and much taller phone masts, and that's particularly in rural areas. This is part of a government plan to roll out 5G networks and improve coverage in those rural areas. So how might taller masts help with connectivity? And what is 5G anyway? Tech expert and angel investor Peter Cowley has beamed in to tell us, Peter, what do mobile phone masts do and what changes are being discussed around how we build them? Hi, Katie. Uh, The mobile phone mast is the method of communicating between the mobile device and the internet or the the backhaul system which connects for the voice calls and the data. You can see them around in the countryside on the side of buildings. Some things are usually about four or five feet high, one and a half metres high, sitting on the side of the middle, long, thin, rectangular devices. So the masts have got multiple of these, so they cover an area. The area is called a cell. It's a cellular network, so that as you're moving around the country, it'll swap between the cells. That's why it's different from the old-fashioned ones. So the mast is there to connect to all the mobile devices. What's being discussed is, with the 5G coming in, is to allow the planners not to get in the way of... At the moment, it's a 25-metre maximum height on the mast. It's possibly relaxing that so that the uh, companies that put up the mast, which aren't actually the telephone companies any longer, I don't think, they're they're another organisation, to be higher which, of course, will have an effect on what we can see. So the reason it's higher is means that they can cover a... Um, the, a, there need to be more cells because 5G actually is a lower power, and so you need more cells around about. Secondly, if you can get them high enough, the what's called backhaul can be done instead of through the ground with a fixed cable, can be done with microwave links. But what do we actually mean when we're talking about 5G? What What is 5G? 5G is the latest version. It sort of works out of every 10 years. So 1G, we probably can't remember, but we can probably remember 2G, 3G. And you have these three and a halfs and two and a halfs and 2.75s, etc. And it is about a cadence of about a decade. So by the time we're all using these in, in anger, it's probably 2023, 2024. 5G has been brought in. I know there's a program on this about three months ago to increase the bandwidth. That means we can move data around faster, which means that we can stream our football matches more, possibly, and also to decrease the latency, um, which means that the time it takes to fly from the mast to the device is shorter. This is for autonomous vehicles, etc., and also to increase the number of connections so we can have Internet of Things more. You mentioned earlier, Peter, that the power of 5G is lower and therefore it can travel less far, so the cells are going to be smaller. So we're going to end up with more masts, potentially. And you're saying also that those masts, or at least the government are saying, they want to make masts twice as big, so we could end up with something that's an even bigger blot on the landscape. Is that the bottom line here? Uh, there's a possibility that, A, you can get rid of some old masts. It may not be more masts in total, because higher means you can cover more area. Uh, but yes, that, that is the problem, is it, with an eyesore. Now, there is something called concealed or stealth masts. You might, I don't know if you've seen them. I've been t- trying to think if there are any around Cambridge where they're hidden as trees uh, or they're hidden, mm. uh, you know, Well, I was just else. in um, South Africa, and actually this week, and there are quite a lot of masts in South Africa which look like fairly exotic palm trees, and you realise it's actually it's a cell phone mast. Yeah, because they're very straight, aren't they? I've seen you get them a lot in the States, yeah. So, yes, there is a possibility of doing that. But it, I suppose this is a, a typical discussion we have on this programme between technological progress and the knock-on effect of something else on us. Um, and so if we want to move forward with technology and have um, better usage, better coverage, better speeds, then there is a compromise here. What impact is it likely that 5G might have on us on our day-to-day? 
Well, as a consumer, uh, you'll find that with a bit of luck, your coverage will be better. Now, it's pretty good here in an urban environment, but if you're here in Cambridge, but if you're out in the, the hills somewhere, you'll get better coverage. You'll get faster speed, which doesn't really matter for many people, but for some people, if you're moving video around, it does matter. Cost? But, Cost, it will, well, like you did with 4G. If you remember, 4G is more expensive and then it dropped down. It will, once it becomes prevalent, it will be no more or possibly even less than before. Because we do, we do have 5G now, don't we? Some places. There are, okay. Around the world, there are tens of thousands of cells. Uh, UK is not doing too well on this. Certainly South Korea is doing it in a big way. So it is being trialled. I had a look at the 5G on one of the British networks, and it's sort of patchy around London. There's nothing here in Cambridge whatsoever. So they're trialling. So it is being rolled out gradually. But, of course, I, I happen to have Apple, but many of us will have Android. There aren't many handsets, mobile handsets, that actually will work with 5G yet. So you might have to wait and see. Peter, thanks very much. And if you'd like to find out more about any of the news stories we've talked about, all the transcripts and papers can be found on our website, nakedscientist.com.